بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. May Allah sallallahu be upon the noble prophet and the believers of his family and the noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection. We continue the explanation on the concise admonition and this is class number 20 and the author, rahimahullah, Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah is mentioning the what is related to the remembrances of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> and the merits of the remembrances and uh, classifying the remembrances into the general type and into also the restricted types of remembrances and that at certain times some of these remembrances would excel others and he continued to say, Rahimahullah, in this respect, he said, like the saying that there will be conditions in which the saying of Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wallahu Akbar, and Walla Hawla, Walla Quwata, Illa Billah, may excel the greatest of remembrances, which is La ilaha illallah. And from this is Subhanallah saying Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Walla ilaha illallah. Subhanallah means declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is high above any imperfection, free of all imperfection and defects. Walhamdulillah means all praise is due to Allah وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ means there is no change for the slave from a state to another state and no ability for him in this change except by Allah except by Allah this is the meaning of la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam in the hadith reported by muslim and narrated by abu hurairah may Allah be pleased with him qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam la an aqul subhanallah والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر أحب إلي مما طلعت عليه الشمس to say سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر Allah is greater is dearer to me than anything over which the sun rises is dearer to me than anything over which the sun rises. The saying of La Hawla Wala Puwata Illa Billah, this is a great utterance, a great word, 
and there are many merits for it proven by many authentic narrations as in for example the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim from Abi Musa al-Ash'ari may Allah be pleased with him that he said that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ya Aba Musa or Ya Abdullah ibn Qais O Abu Musa or O Abdullah ibn Qais Ala adulluka ala kanzim min kunuz al-jannah Shall I tell you about a treasure from the treasures of paradise? I said yes. قال لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله The saying of لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah explained the merit of this statement لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله He said it carries the burdens and with it one confronts the horrors and with it one attains the high level and Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya that this word, this statement of la hawla wa la quwata illa billah has amazing influence in dealing with hardships and forbearance and also he said that it has influence as regard warding of poverty and from the great general remembrances other than subhanallah wa bihamdih is the utterance of subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah al-azim Subhanallah wa bihamdih Subhanallah al-Azim Declaring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala free of all imperfection and defects and praising Him and magnifying Him by saying Subhanallah al-Azim The most great Also many narrations came indicating the excellence of this utterance from that is the hadith reported in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim from Abi Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said man qala subhanallahi wa bihamdihi fi yawmin mi'ata marra huttat khatayahu wa in kanat mithla zabad al-bahr the one who says Subhanallah wa bihamdih 100 times in the day his sins will be obliterated even if they are equal to the extent of the form of the ocean and also in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abi Huraira as well that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said kalimatani khafifatani ala lisan two words light on the tongue thaqilatani fil mizan heavy on the scale 
حبيبتان إلى الرحمن beloved to الرحمن Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most beneficent and they are subhanallah wa bihamdih subhanallah al-azim and from the great remembrances as well is al-istighfar saying astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh I seek forgiveness from Allah and I repent unto him and from that is as-salatu ala al-nabi Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said that people regarding remembrance are on four levels people regarding remembrance are on four levels one level is the remembrance by the heart and on the tongue and this is what we are commanded with the second is the remembrance by the heart alone so if this occurs with a person who is incapable of utterance then it is good and if otherwise then this will be relinquishing that which is excellent the third level is remembrance by the tongue alone making one's tongue constantly in a state of remembrance of Allah the fourth level is absence of both neither by the heart nor by the tongue and this is the status of the losers this is the status of the losers these are the four levels concerning the people in reverence to the remembrances of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he rahimahullah said Let it be known also أن كل ما تكلم به اللسان that everything uttered by the tongue and established by the heart like from intentions creed fear hope, love and the rest of the actions of the heart anything uttered by the tongue and established by the heart and which draws the person nearer to Allah like for example ta'allum ilm learning knowledge wa ta'aleem 
and teaching it. And like وَأَمْرٍ بِمَعْرُوفٍ enjoining what is right وَنَهْيٍ عَنْ munkar and forbidding evil all is from the remembrance of Allah all is from the remembrance of Allah meaning this falls under the general understanding of remembrance because the person in this state while carrying these actions is in fact remembering Allah establishing in his heart the love of Allah his out and his hope or having his out and having hope seeking to draw closer to Allah then he said وَلِهَذَا مَنْ اشْتَغَلَ بِطَلَبِ الْعِلْمِ النَّافِعِ بَعْدَ أَدَاءِ الْفَرَائِضِ أَوْ جَلَسَ مَجْلِسًا يَتَفَقَّهِ أو يفقه فيه الفقه الذي سماه الله ورسوله رسوله فقها فهذا أيضا من أفضل ذكر الله he said therefore anyone who busies himself makes himself busy seeking knowledge the beneficial knowledge after concluding the obligatory actions or sits in a circle of knowledge seeking to understand the deen or to make people understand it this fiqh, this understanding of the deen which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger called as fiqh then this is from the best of remembrance then this is from the best of remembrance and then he added and accordingly إِذَا تَدَبَّرْتَ لَمْ تَجِدْ بَيْنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ فِي كَلِمَاتِهِمْ فِي أَفْضَلِ الْأَعْمَالِ كَبِيرَ اخْتِلَافِ and therefore if you contemplate then you wouldn't find in the sayings of the early ones from the Salaf you wouldn't find a disagreement clear disagreements between them concerning what constitutes the best of actions after the obligatory actions why did he say after the obligatory actions because busying oneself in seeking knowledge this is considered in origin an optional act and optional acts are not accepted unless the fard, the obligatory ones are carried out Then he added, Rahimahullah, and anything that is doubtful, or if a person is uncertain about any matter, then, فَعَلَيْهِ بِالْإِسْتِخَارَةِ الْمَشْرُوعَةِ Then he should seek istikhara, the legal istikhara. فَمَا نَدِمَ مَنْ اسْتِخَارَ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى And therefore, the one who seeks istikhara would not be would not regret at all and this is a beneficial advice from him rahimahullah which is beneficial to man in all of his affairs 
if things become unclear then he should seek istikhara things become unclear so he becomes hesitant and the way of good is not clear to him therefore he should as Sheikh Islam said فَعَلَيْهِ بِالْإِسْتِخَارَ الْمَشْرُوعَ he should then resort to the legal istikhara in it there is the good and the blessing and safety from regret it opens the doors and removes away perplexity, hesitation and confusion and that's why the Prophet ﷺ taught his companions the istikhara the dua of istikhara and in the hadith of Jabr may Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet ﷺ used to teach us the istikhara in all of our, all of our affairs like he used to teach us the surah from the Quran and he said in this hadith which is related by Al-Bukhari concerning Al-Istikhara in the hadith of Jabir may Allah be pleased with him the Prophet ﷺ said if anyone of you imparts about or on carrying a certain matter then let him offer two raka'ah other than the obligatory uh, ones and then he say and then he should say to my akul Allahumma inni astakhiruka bi'ilmik O Allah I ask your guidance due to your knowledge وَأَسْتَخْدِرُكَ بِقُدْرَتِكَ And I appeal to you to help me, to give me power due to your ability. وَأَسْأَلُكَ مِنْ فَضْلِكَ الْعَظِيمِ And I ask you from your great favor. فَإِنَّكَ تَقْدِرُ وَلَا أَقْدِرُ For you are able and I am not. وَتَعْلَمُ وَلَا أَعْلَمُ You know and I don't know. وَأَنْتَ عَلَّامُ الْغُيُوبِ and you know all hidden matters. Allahumma in kunta ta'lamu anna hadha al-amr khayrun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibata amri faqdurhu li. O Allah, if you know that this matter, and you name it, is good for me in my deen, Islam, my livelihood, the aftermath of my matter, also said for my life in the hereafter. It's short term or it's long term, then decree it for me. And make it easy for me and bestow blessings for me in it. وَإِن كُنْتَ تَعْلَمُ أَنَّ هَذَا الْأَمْرَ شَرٌّ لِدِينِ شَرٌّ لِي فِي دِينِ وَمَعَاشِي وَعَاقِبَةَ أَمْرِي أَوْ قَالَ فِي عَاجِلِ أَمْرِي وَآجِلِهِ فَاصْرِفْهُ عِنِّي وَاصْرِفْنِي عَنْهِ وَاخْدِرْ لِي الْخَيْرَ حَيْثُ كَانْ ثُمَّ رَضِّنِي بِهِ وَيُسَمِّي حَاجَتَهُ And if you know that this matter is bad for me in my deen, my livelihood, the aftermath of my matter, it's short term and it's long term, then keep it away from me. 
and tear me away from it and decree for me the good wherever it is and then content me with it Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah related that Ibn Abi Jamra mentioned that the hikmah the wisdom behind introducing the salah before the dua in this salah which is salatul istikhara to achieve the two goods the good of this life and the hereafter so he needs to knock the door the door of the king and there is nothing better than the salah he said that the wisdom behind introducing the salah before the dua is that what is intended in the salah is achieving the two goods the good of this life and the good of the hereafter and therefore he needs to knock the door of the king and there is nothing better than the salah for that because of the magnification of Allah therein and of his praise and Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah further added وَلْيُكْثِرْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ وَمِنَ الدُّعَاءِ فَإِنَّهُ مُفْتَاحٌ أَوْ مُفْتَاحُ كُلِّ خَيْرٌ and let him make a lot of that of istikhara and also of dua because this is the key for every good then inshallah ta'ala in the next class he rahimahullah addresses the dua and its merits and this will be inshallah ta'ala explained in the next class alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam